0: stuff. Maybe.
1: Welcome to episode 129 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where I get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And this episode is for the moms. I talked to Sherry McGill, who has a brand new record out called Tour Guide, where she shares her experience through music of being a mom and what that means. And through through the course of the conversation, Sherry and I bonded on some aspects of parenthood, for sure. Uh, you should check out goodstuffpod.com because we have the video for Sherry's song, Crazy, that you should check out. I think that if you have a mom in your life, you should show her this video. And if you are a mom, you should watch this video. And if you know a mom, you should watch this video. Basically, everyone should watch this video. So I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I hope everyone has a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers and grandmothers and soon-to-be mothers. and Have you all everyone... Have a happy, happy Mother's Day. Enjoy time with your family. Mothers, know that you are so appreciated by the people that you're close to. We may not be able to tell you that and say it all the time, but know it for sure. We really, literally couldn't do it without you in so many ways. Thanks, moms. And thanks to Sherry McGill for talking with me about her new record, Tour Guide. And, of course, if you liked that bit of song that you just heard there, that was Tour Guide from the record Tour Guide by Sherry McGill. And you can hear it all the way through at the end of the show. Here is my conversation with Sherry McGill. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's awesome to welcome Sherry McGill to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you, Sherry?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. I'm excited to be here.
1: Yeah, totally. I think first things first, I hope I did not mispronounce any part of your name. Usually I ask that beforehand, but uh, did I do all right?
2: You did. You nailed it. Way to go. <laughs> People don't usually nail it right away. Oh, phew. Okay,
1: good. All right. Well, good. So we are. We really are off to a great start. So today's a really big day. Um, and uh, today's record release day for you, we should say we're taping on May 4th um, and your brand new record tour guide comes out today. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. I've been waiting for this day for quite some time. It is super exciting for me.
1: Awesome. So we're, we're going to get into the new record and I want to hear a little bit of uh, the Genesis, you know, when you say something like it took a while to get here, like that definitely piques my interest. But um, before we get to that, For people who may not know about you and your career, can you give us a little bit of the backstory, like where you're coming from, how you got into music, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, sure. So music was something I've always enjoyed. I started taking piano lessons when I was six, and I just loved it right off the bat. I wasn't the kid that that moms and dads have to say, come on, practice. I actually really loved it. And so by the time I got to college, I knew that music was what I wanted to pursue. I got a degree in music and went on to start recording. And after recording and performing for a few years, I got married and started to have kids. And after my first, my well, I released an album right when I was pregnant with my first son. And I did a little bit of performing after that, but I took a big break from music. Because for me personally, I just didn't feel like I could really pursue it and pursue motherhood in the way that I wanted to. I felt a little overwhelmed with with my first baby, and I just took a step back. Mm -hmm. So a few years after that, I took on a new interest and started blogging for quite a few years, doing some DIY blogging stuff, and that was really fun and a great way to connect with other moms and other people, and then after a few years of that, I had... Um, a break from that as well and then eventually a couple years ago I started to, to come back to music and I was really excited because I didn't know if I'd have the opportunity again in my life to go back to music but the opportunity arose and I was really excited. I started this album by writing a song for each one of my kids and after I finished those songs I was so excited about the idea of writing songs for moms or I should say parents because uh-huh. I think that. Dad- to these songs just as well and writing music for for specifically for parents because i saw that there wasn't a whole lot of that out there and i remember you know when my kids were really little in the car listening to some kid music that maybe wasn't always my favorite but they loved and you listened to it again and again and again and again <laughs> <laughs> my little girl she loved the you know i like to move it move it oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> like 500 times uh-huh. so i i had this in my head of maybe creating music that would be friendly for parents and really written for parents but that would be enjoyed by kids as well
1: yeah that's um well you definitely you definitely nailed it i think that's so it's so funny to uh uh, to think about, you know, you being in the car listening to, I like to move it, move it. I, I had that, but what like that with the "What Does the Fox Say" song, which is like <laughs> yeah. sort of, sort of funny the first time, but on the fiftieth time, yeah. not so funny. Um, so, so that, that's a that's cool. That I mean, you've been able to you've been able to to sort of shift. And stay true to who you are, you know, both musically and uh, I would say like with the writing. The w- would you say that like the, the website stuff you were doing and blogging, was that like life hack kind of things?
2: Um, I, not quite. A little more in like the crafting area, oh. I would say. Like home decor, sewing, okay. photography, um, activities with kids. So still in the creative realm, but yeah. definitely a different place than music. But something right. I still have always enjoyed as well.
1: Cool. So before we we leave that topic entirely, is the blog still up? Like can people find it if they want to?
2: Yeah, it is still up. I just I don't post there anymore right. except a c occasional link to music, but it's I am Mama, hear me roar.net. And okay. it's still up and loaded with lots of different tutorials and things.
1: Cool. Okay. So so you put out a couple records and you were kind of living the rock and roll dream, right? Like you were traveling around, you were touring. Were you living out of the van and doing that whole thing before you had kids?
2: <laughs> I, I was touring, but not so much the living out of the van. I was mostly, you know, located in Utah, but would fly and go other places here and there for different shows. Okay. But not full on living out not
1: of the van. On, not full on living <laughs> out of the van. Okay, that's, you're still rock and roll yeah. to me. You are still rock and roll. Um, so, <laughs> Thank you. So you're located in Salt Lake City?
2: Yeah, I'm in. Mean, yeah, I'm in Utah. Cool. I grew up in Wisconsin, but I'm here in Utah now and here to stay.
1: I'm here to stay, Utah to stay. So, for people who've never been to Utah, if you looked out the window, what do you see?
2: You see mountains. Uh huh. And they they are beautiful, but honestly, they still surprise me even after living here this many years because I grew up in Wisconsin. Right. Yeah for miles and I kind of think sometimes is this like a fake backdrop like the Truman show is this real <laughs> it's beautiful though it's really great yeah
1: I, I don't think you're being filmed I haven't seen uh, your TV show so I think you're in good shape <laughs> um so so let's uh, let's talk about the record let's talk about tour guide and what is the title tour guide right so the first the first I believe it's the first track but the first song first track is tour guide. And what is it what does that mean to you in terms of this record being for um, for oh it's playing in my it's playing in my ear right now um, so what does it mean to you as a parent to write a song called tour guide for other parents
2: okay yeah when I think about being a mom and this is a thought I have had for years before even writing that particular song my favorite aspect of motherhood is knowing that I get to show my kids the world that's a really exciting Exciting and powerful thought to me. I get to show them their first everything. I mean, and that doesn't necessarily mean taking them on really expensive trips to Europe. I just mean like showing them all the exciting things of life, whether it's put pajamas and cookie dough or, you know, just the way that we view other people and the way that we view life. And so I love that thought. And when I started to write a song for my daughter, the tour guide, was really the idea I wanted to convey about all those things that I'm so excited to show her as she goes through life, the little things and then the big things that she'll experience, the the beautiful, hard, and everything that she'll experience. Yeah. It's fun to get a front row seat for that.
1: Right. Um, I feel like we, we don't have much of a choice, you and I, but to get into like sort of like semi-emotional territory because we we're both members of the three club. <laughs> we both We're both members of the three club. You have three kids. I have three kids. Um, and you're talking yeah. about your youngest just now, and um, I feel the same way about my youngest. You know, it's like uh, it's a weird thing. Like the first one, you said that you were overwhelmed at the beginning. I was most definitely overwhelmed. i still find myself overwhelmed, but like with the third one, not saying that everyone should have three kids, but you, you're a little more like settled into the role. You know, <laughs> you really sort of relax. Yeah. And d- did you find that at all?
2: Oh yeah, you totally nailed that, Mike. I felt exactly like that. It was really overwhelming with the first one. And yeah, there are moments where I'm still overwhelmed because three kids is a lot for me. But on that third one, yeah, it's a different adventure. It's it's a lot easier to just sit back and not worry about certain things. and And when you know, especially it's going to be your last, oh man, it's a lot easier to just take it all in and really enjoy those moments
1: yeah totally okay we're entirely in sync on that one that's uh that's amazing yeah the first one is mind-boggling the second one is a little bit easier because you don't really have a choice because the first one's still (laughs) mind-boggling and then with the third one you're like all right well you're gonna eat at some point I just don't know when um (laughs) so exactly (laughs) right so I mean I just love these songs and you captured so much about what it means to be a parent and I love that I love that you said that, like, uh, these are songs, you know, in in your mind, they were written for moms and, and, but dads can relate to them as well. And as a, you know, fairly involved dad, well, I won't say fairly, a very involved dad. um, I related a hundred percent. And we're going to get into how, like the good and the bad, right? So the song crazy, I just watched the video for crazy. And I listened to the song crazy. And that is, (laughs) I think, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to put like some really big, big, sort of thoughts behind this song. I think that this song okay. Crazy is the sort of um the guide for parents who don't necessarily know what the reality is of being a parent. <laughs> <laughs> because what you see on TV yeah. and in the movies is not, you know, five o'clock on a Tuesday night. So tell tell us a little yes. bit about that song Crazy.
2: I'm kind of looking at the album as like a documentary of motherhood. And there definitely has to be something that talks about the way our kids make us crazy because uh-huh. that's absolutely an aspect of parenthood. So I wanted to relay that in a way that would still be fun and not seem too harsh or mean, you know, mm-hmm. but just laughing about the things that do make us crazy because, yeah, my kids absolutely make me crazy. There's plenty of days where I'm in the closet, maybe even with chocolate, <laughs> just trying to, like, regain my composure a little bit. <laughs>
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Um- yeah, so that was a fun video to make because was so much... Really, <laughs>
0: right, right.
2: My boys were so excited. We get to chuck a ball at you, mom. We get to do this. And I was like, "Yep." And you get to
1: fight, yeah. <laughs> yeah it'll be fun. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, so like, if we dig into the specifics a little bit, I think uh, making food that no one eats is that one yeah. of the top five most frustrating things that parents can do. What are some of? So, like, what are some of the things that you've tried to get your kids to eat when they're like, "No way, mom." <laughs>
2: I am really honestly a mean mom when it comes to food, <laughs> like we eat a lot of vegetables and I think to a pretty good place where the kids, they might whine a little bit, but they'll eat it.
0: Uh-huh. But the
2: worst is when I spend the extra time to make a new recipe that takes a lot of effort and then they kick back on that. That's when I just am ready to lose. They're so like, "Oh come on! I spent like an hour and a half making this thing, and you're not even <laughs> like taking a bite of it." So, you know, I think every parent has had those frustrations. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you get like the honest feedback, like like we do, which is, uh, "Daddy, this smells disgusting. <laughs> I'm not eating this."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, and especially after the ones that took a long time, I'm just like, "Are you kidding me?" Fuck yep. your nose and take a bite. Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Pretend you're somewhere else, eating fried chicken. Take a bite. Um, and then there's the bit with the uh, the Legos on the floor. I've stepped on a fair amount of Legos in my day. I think that's every parent like <laughs> one of the shared experiences of parenthood. And I'm glad you put it into a song. Yeah. Uh-
2: painful and uh we with two boys we definitely have a share of lego step done oh yeah those
1: yeah. are painful <laughs> yeah totally um the, another line that i wanted to uh to to hear a little bit more about is that the the shows that your kids watch aren't um your particular cup of tea um yeah so so do you want to i'll give you some shows that my kids watch <laughs> and then you tell me if they're your cup of tea or not first of all how old are your boys that'll help me
2: so now my boys are 10, 8 and then my little girl's 4.
1: Okay, 10, 8 and 4. So I don't my my son is 8, he's the oldest, but all he watches is sports. Are your kid mm-hmm. are your boys big sporty like watching the MLB network and things like that all the time?
2: Um they they do like sports. So uh-huh. anything that they watch now isn't quite as bad as what they liked when they were younger. It's, Got it. Especially when they were younger that the shows were just Tough to sit through, or to
0: even have on.
1: It's good. It that gives me that gives me a little framework. Okay, here we go. Ready? Bubble guppies. Yeah.
2: Bubble guppies. about that one is it's like so catchy that all day I'm bubble bubble. Right.
1: What bothers me about that one is when they're like playing basketball or something underwater, and like a basketball would float. How are they doing that? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, this me. one this one I think you're gonna know. Shimmer and Shine.
2: I don't know that one. Oh,
1: you are a lucky person. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> How about We only
2: have Netflix right now, so okay. I think that kind of pushes out some of the shows. There's some things I haven't probably oh, seen, but there's okay. still plenty of annoying ones there.
1: <laughs> right. Like uh how about Ninjago? Did you have a Ninjago time?
2: Oh, yes, we did have a Ninjago thing. <laughs> yeah, so if you
1: understand Ninjago, uh, you are you get a doctorate in parenting because I don't understand <laughs> anything that's going on. Um, so, okay, let's get back to the music before, you know, I mean, I think fun, part of the fun of this is like a little parenting therapy for me, but I think that uh, we should also yeah. say that like uh, a lot of it, falls into sort of the realm of what you're what you're doing on the record and i think the song brave in particular uh resonated with me especially when thinking about my son so give us a little bit of the, the backstory about that song
2: yeah sure so that song is about my oldest son and he is super adventurous he is an awesome kid but naturally speaking he's very different from me. And sometimes, honestly, we we butt heads a little bit. He's just really an extrovert and he loves adventure. He loves excitement, um, whereas I'm more introverted and kind of quiet by nature. Um, But as I thought about As I thought about my son, I really wanted to write a song that really felt like him. And what I love about him is the way he just does take on anything. Like, you could give him a book that's 500 pages and he doesn't even flinch. Yeah, I can read that. Or, you know, he started to climb up. We have these big boulders in our backyard, and he started climbing them when he was like two or three. And at first I was kind of terrified and then I realized he was really good at it and how much he loved it. And so we started taking him indoor rock climbing and he still loves to climb today. And so that song is just about his adventurous spirit. And I even wanted the music to kind of have that like, you know, really strong beat and vibe that would, right. that would really relay what he's like. So right. yeah, that one's all about him.
1: Right. And I think that I relate to that with my son who, um, you know he doesn't like attack everything with uh, with that kind of like can do attitude like sure i'll take a 500 page book but what he he is like a non-stop motor like he never <laughs> stops so and, and like when he was really young like that was scary at times right like you know you there's a line like you know climbing as high as you can and like as the parent like what do you do uh, you know like mm-hmm. it's brave on both sides it's like are you is the kid brave to go and take those sort of risky steps and then are you brave enough as a parent to be like, all right, this is going to work out. <laughs> you know, like I don't need to, to shut
2: yeah. this down. Yeah. Oh, that's a great point. I really like that, Mike. Yeah. Thank it definitely you. forces you to be a little bit brave and, you know, decide how you're going to support him in his braveness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, motherhood and pa- fatherhood and parenthood in general, uh, stretches you sort of to your limits at times. And I, and that's something that I read um, when you were describing this album. So I guess this is like sort of like a advice piece or like a reality piece, but like, and I guess this is good for me to hear, like if I, you know, this is a little bit personal, right? Because I am a parent, like you are a parent, but like it is often so helpful to hear that people uh, are in the same situation as you. Right. So, like, yeah, it's really nice and it's not often talked about because I'm just going to just, just for one second, like, you know, on Facebook, it looks like everyone's having a, the greatest day, but that's not true. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And a big part of, of what drove you to write this record and to take time and, and being overwhelmed was that like motherhood really changed you and pushed you. So, what are some of the ways that, that you weren't expecting maybe that, that being a parent, uh, challenged you and and pushed you?
2: Um, I would say, first of all, just right off the bat, like, you know you're going to love your child, but I I just felt this, like, instant, powerful love, and it almost scared me because I thought, what would I do if something happened to you? Like, right off the bat, it it just, like, this love kind of overwhelmed me and almost scared me a little bit. Um, And then as they got a little bit older, you know, sometimes the overwhelming thing is, is noise or sometimes the overwhelming. uh, Gosh, there's so many aspects to that. (laughs) I mean, especially right now, I feel overwhelmed with like the fighting between siblings and knowing when you do need to to step in and knowing when you need to just let things roll and let them fight their own battles and learn their own things. And no matter what, I I think you're always challenged in parenting. You know, I'll get a new idea like, I'm going to teach them this or or we'll do this chart or we'll do this thing and, and it might work for a while. And then, it doesn't and you're forced to kind of reconfigurate and I think just the reconfiguration that it takes on a regular basis is a little bit overwhelming and then you just kind of look at it all and you think, am I doing any of this right <laughs> or am I screwing them up? And uh-huh. I think when it comes down to it, you know, I think if I looked at what I thought made a perfect parent before I was a parent, it's so much different than what I think is a good parent now. Now, honestly, I feel like if you love your kids and you're trying to you're awesome. Because, uh-huh. you know, as long as you're willing to get back up and, and try something new and think, okay, we're, we're going to get through this. Now we're going to try this, you know, just that consistent effort. I think that is a hundred percent winning in parenthood.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, that's great to hear. Um, I didn't mean to turn this into like my personal therapy session with you, but I think that,
2: like, <laughs> I it's like, it's,
1: it's, it's so good to hear that because I feel the same way. And, you And like the idea of things changing so fast, like you think you have it locked down, right? Like everyone's in bed, like five days in a row with no fighting. And then all of a sudden for a week, it's like people are coming out nonstop and how things change and you got to reconfigure. It keeps you on your toes. Um, So exactly. So one more question about the record. Tell me a little bit about Chopsticks Lullaby.
2: Oh, yeah, that's one I haven't really shared much or haven't really had the chance to even talk about much. Yeah. So I wanted to put something in the album that would just like really feel like an element of childhood. And I think everybody knows the song Chopsticks. And everybody learned how to play it. So I thought it'd be fun to take and do a spin on that and make it more mellow and make it kind of a pre song. And and originally I wrote a ton of lyrics for it and I thought, no, this isn't really what I want it to be and as I kind of worked with my producer um, he said, why, why don't you just take one line that you want to say in the song and just keep repeating it? And I thought, well, that's really a cool idea. I hadn't really thought of that before. And what I really wanted the song to be about is so what that, what that one line is, is stars are always shining bright, but you only notice when it's night. And that means a lot of different things to me. And I wanted it to kind of be left open so it could mean different things for different people. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it, it was a little bit more specific for me. In that, as I, as I look around at the people I know in my life, um, for instance, there's this girl who lives in our neighborhood and she fell off this cliff that was like 40 feet high and she, she was in, you know, a coma for a long time and over the course of, I think it's been about a year and a half now, she's slowly been like, bringing herself back to real life. It, she slowly began to be able to talk again and slowly began to be able to walk again. And and her story has been so completely inspirational to me. And, and so what that means to me, sorry, I'm kind of getting off track a little bit here, is just that like, There are going to be times where there's a lot of darkness in our lives, but I think those dark moments give us the opportunity to shine for other people. Like this girl I know is totally shining and inspiring so many people in her darkest moments. And maybe we wouldn't have seen her notice that in her, you know, if she hadn't gone through that dark time. Like the stars are always shining. People are always shining, but it's in those dark moments that we are allowed to really like give off that light to other people.
1: Um, wow, that's, that's beautiful. And I think that, uh, uh, inspirational and to find the inspiration, you know, in, in any kind of situation that there's light, even at the darkest is really is really powerful. And I, I just want to uh, a note about the production on this. Um, you mentioned your producer, but it's really clear. Like it's crystal, I've been listening on headphones all morning. It's crystal clear, you can hear uh-huh. like the wood in the piano, like it, it really sounds really, really good. So can you say a little bit about what it's, and this is kind of like a, a learning moment for, for kids or, or for parents who've never maybe been in the recording studio, but like, what's it like to work with a producer?
2: Oh, it's so fun, Mike. It is like the best part of the process, being in the recording (laughs) studio, because you write these songs on your own, and you get excited about them, but then you go, you know, to work with a producer, and you mix their ideas with yours, and it just... Oh, it takes everything to a new level. It's so fun. You know, I might have a certain idea and then he might say, Oh, what about this? Or "Or what if we do this? Or I was thinking of putting this in here and I, like, yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. I wouldn't have thought of that. So it's just neat. It's a neat experience to be able to take the strengths of other people and make, make your own product so much better. Um, my very favorite part of that is the strings. We, I, I spent a bit of money doing strings on this album because I really wanted it to have to have strings on violin and cello and viola. And so that was probably one of my favorite days ever going into the studio with these studio musicians who are amazing. They can play anything you put in front of them. And we had had Ben Shive write the string arrangements and we went in and listened to him play. And oh my goodness, I was crying through so much of it Uh because it's just so powerful to like feel the emotion of those songs the way that, you know, you saw it in your head or, or hoped that it would be. And then to have that become a reality is so cool.
1: Yeah. And it's such in the subject matter is so close, you know, it's so close to, to, to you and who you are. Um, so I, I thank you for sharing that. So, so Sherry, how can we, uh, how can we find you? Like, how can we follow you? You're on Facebook, Instagram, those kinds of things, website.
2: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook. Um, My handle is always Sherry McGill Music. So if you go to Instagram, you know, just look up Sherry McGill Music. Same with Facebook. Um, My website is SherryMcGillMusic.com. So you can find me in any of those places. And now that the album's out today on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, you can find me anywhere there. You just have to know Sherry's with a C.
1: So that's with the C. kind of
2: tricky. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you heard it here first, folks. Sherry with the C. You can do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we trust you. Um, so congratulations again on the new record. Um, oh, one thing that we I wanted to touch on, so this is sort of like a fakie ending, but you had mentioned that this is a long time coming, this particular record. If you yeah. had to put it in terms of like length of time from concept to finished product in hand today, how long do you think you were working on this?
2: Um, I'd say two years,
1: wow, okay, All right, That's a good long time, a lot of time to think, a lot of time to think. <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: <laughs> well, Sherry, thank you so much for taking the time, and thank you so much for being open and willing to share some of your experiences. Of- Uh, Being a parent and being a musician, it was really great to hear your story and to commiserate a little bit and know that, you know, parents like me (laughs) in the Bay Area are not alone. And uh, again, the record is great. And thanks so much for your time. Massive thank you to Sherry McGill for making this happen and for talking to me about it and we related deeply on a parenting level and i think that most parents will relate to this as well so thank you for listening if you need to reach me you can find me at mike at goodstuffpod.com that's email or on social media at goodstuffpod and if you are wanting to be my best friend which you may or may not be wanting to do but hopefully you are why don't you go over the old apple podcast and give us a, a nice review and by us i mean me your buddy mike okay Thanks a lot. Here is Tour Guide by Sherry McGill. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms
0: out there. Lisbon, Belize, in the Oregon coast Running in fresh grass with painted toes Watching the sun color all the evening sky Driving the streets to see Christmas lights Learning to ride on a 2 wheel bike Footed pajamas and catching fireflies My ba- Duff.